0: listening to that park Life podcast from attraction deep dives to resort
1: rundowns to cast member chats they're here to help you live that park life here they are now
0: beth and greg
1: what up everybody and welcome back to that park Life podcast i'm your co-host beth hanging out here with my boy greg greg Oh, Greg. Um, our intro sounds not as cool when it's not in French anymore, but you know, it's neither here nor there. So we'll just stick with the old one, I guess. I'm just kidding. We still love it. And we love you guys. Anyways, welcome back, guys. Sorry, we missed a little last week. We had some medical stuff going on. Greg can tell you more about that if he would like to, but he also, you know, HIPAA violation, so he doesn't no, have no, to. No, no, um,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I just had some tooth stuff. It turns out it was, it was painful to talk last week and unfortunately leading up to our recording time i spent the whole day talking at work and i do mean the whole day it was a mm-hmm. full day of giving some tours and uh it just it just i was out i was out of juice by the end of the day and my yeah. my mouth was throbbing and i'm in i'm in the process i have got some meals of motion for some what is unfortunately more than one root canal now i mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm about halfway halfway through i still have one left and then some other stuff so but i'm back and i'm only in a little bit of pain today so that's great yeah happy to be did here did you
1: ever speaking of root canals did you ever play the ren and Stimpy game way back in the day the video game do you know what i'm talking
0: uh, about gosh i don't know is there a, a root canal in it's there it's
1: like i think it was super nintendo well one of the boards was like you were in someone's mouth oh god and like the nerves would like poke up or whatever and if you like hit one of the nerves you would die i don't remember oh my god maybe okay if you're listening to this and you know what i'm talking about please dm me okay. Because I, I know I'm not the only one who played this game. But every time I think of like root canals and things with mouths, I don't know why That's that just comes thinking. like burnt. It's like burned in my brain. Ren and Snumpy video game. I think it was Super Nintendo. But anyways, good stuff. All right. So
0: uh, last week <laughs> Way we to had be a- be weird, Beth. <laughs> last week we had a flashback episode. But before that, um, we did our Riviera uh, episode, our resort run down a Riviera. But yeah. um, also after that, I did a, took a little trip um yeah to where did i go disneyland for the run disney weekend and i'm sure you were all following along on our stories but if you weren't um or maybe you're new to this we are at the park life podcast co- podcast
1: podcast podcast. France! That podcast, park life podcast france
0: on instagram we're fancy and uh i shared a bunch of my experience on our bonus episodes through uh patreon but i had a great time and it was really cool to mm-hmm. be able to run through those two parks in the morning and um, I lived it up some um, yeah. some were responding to her story just asking questions and stuff which makes me think that probably a bunch of people have questions but mm-hmm. I did use genie plus only one day I just wanted to okay. get in a bunch of things but I did take advantage of the early entry uh, which is 30 minutes which I know doesn't seem like a lot um, but one we I stayed on uh, Orlando time so I would be getting up at like
1: know, mm, maybe
0: 4am yeah. 4 430 right. So by the time I had breakfast and got out down to the front gates, it was like 6.50, and the gates were opening at 7.30. For, so the early entry was at 7.30. So they open up the gates about 10 minutes before. So they let you into the park. And they, They're
1: like, some guy's down here. I was third. So like <laughs> each each uh,
0: turnstile has its own line. But in the line that oh, I was okay. in, I was third in line to enter the park oh, okay. in my turnstile I'm, line. That's, that's I've that's never been cool. that early to a park in my life yeah um,
1: but also not to be the like first one you know,
0: you know i would i would be fine with it because they let you in and yeah. they separate you out after that for who has a resort who's a resort guest and who's mm, not but i went right okay. to mission breakout i actually stopped to get photos first and then went to mission breakout did the spider-man web slingers attraction yeah. then did toy story main all these were walk-ons and then walked right on to coaster and then it was wow. like 8 30 so an hour about an hour to do all those they're like well now what like my mind is yeah. telling me it's 11 30 so i'm ready for lunch and uh, but it
1: was a good time they're like sir we're just now serving breakfast well i'm on orlando time <laughs> <laughs> uh, well and then what time was the race because i feel like well that probably worked out because the races are normally yeah, i'm
0: I'm probably one of the few people who slept in for the race because yeah. the race starts at five and i'd be getting up like around four ish so i did yeah. i did actually go like wake up a little earlier that day at like 3 30. Um, but mm-hmm. I went to bed a little early, but it wasn't really like a big deal because I had been going to bed pretty yeah. early.
1: Because really on your body clock, it's like 630. In the yeah, morning. I was
0: fine. That was the least yeah. tired I've been for a run and like for a run, Disney run. Yeah. And all the ones that I've done because of the time difference.
1: Yeah. I, I was guess I didn't think about that. But it's like, yeah, it probably wasn't that bad for you because you're on the other you're on East Coast time. Yeah, it's but. coming home.
0: That's the problem. It was the three and a half hour delay in, in LAX. Uh, me sitting there trying to figure out what to do. Actually, if you're wondering what oh, I did yeah. to pass the time in LAX after I accidentally got there 90 minutes early because it was my first time flying with pre-check, I thought, oh, I can, I can get through 90 minutes. And then, oops, my flight was delayed three and a half, so I had the 90 plus the extra three hours. Um, is that's so? What I did in the airport was I typed up the notes we're going to be talking about today. Um, I was even <laughs> able to get like I was even. Uh, i was even able to get my sound pieces of course we're doing our rating ride cues of hollywood studios part 2 we've done part one already so if this is your first uh, time with us we do have a part one we have two other parks we've done epcot studios. and magic kingdom yeah today's studios We'll do what we normally do. We'll talk about mm-hmm. uh, these queues in a scale of one to four stars. And just like we've done with our other parks and queues, we posted some polls to our stories at that parklift podcast. Not super on, on Instagram. Um, and we'll talk about um, the results there and see how they match up to what Beth and I say about these attractions. And when we're thinking about what makes a ride queue good or not, or when we're thinking about what we're, whether we're going to give it a one through a four star, um, yeah. The temperature, is there good air conditioning or not? Does it, quote, move? Or does it feel like it's a stagnant line? What's the interactivity like? Are there things to do, things to look at? Am I going to be entertained? Entertaining. Entertained. Am I going
1: to want to walk purse first into this ride? Key. Yes, exactly. Okay.
0: So we've got uh, Rise of the Resistance, Smugglers Run, uh, Star Tours, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and Muppet Vision 3D. To talk really about. If you're wondering, hey, you why aren't you talking about some of the other rights? Well, we might have already done them in our part one. So check that out if no. you missed it.
1: This is part two, everyone. Part two. <laughs> All right. So, first, we're going to start with the Rise of the Resistance. Yes. I feel like you have a lot more notes on this one. And so, I'm going to listen to what you have to say. And then I'll tell you more of the cons I think that I okay. have. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, speaking of listen, if you're wondering what it's like, walking around the queue of Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. This is a little bit of what that sounds like.
1: Pew, 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 pew. Oh, not that.
0: <laughs> Do you feel like you're there? Um, As is typical with most things at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, this is a pretty immersive, deeply themed attraction cue, at least I think so, that I really Mm -hmm. feel transports you. I mean, if you're listening to that, that wasn't just your normal cue, There was sound effects, that was ambiance that you might hear on a resistance base. Um, I do think that everything in there just feels different from our normal world. So even like the signs that are in there the garbage cans that are in there. You've seen like things on the walls that look like light switches or things like those are all that fit into what I imagine is the Star Wars universe. The Q at least according to the storyline as a walk through the resistance base. And I think even like the outdoor part is nice to look at. You may notice as you're transitioning from the outdoor part to the part of the building where you enter, you have a nice waterfall to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And um, of course my rhetorical question to you is, is it a random waterfall? And of course the answer is no, it is not a mm-hmm. random waterfall. So well, if you would all indulge me in a quick little deep dive into the waterfall that you see as you enter the building, For the rise of the resistance attraction in the storyline of this place the base that is now a resistance base was inhabited by an older race of beings from a time before the black spire outpost aka galaxy's edge um, before it was all set up and this waterfall was a trap to ward off explorers who were maybe getting a little too curious off of the beaten path and trying to get in because at the base of the waterfall was uh, some poisonous creatures that upon falling into would then eat you. Um, And that would be your, oops, don't come near us. We have poisonous creatures in the bottom of this waterfall. There are a lot of other small kind of obscure references to Star Wars. A lot of these I don't fully understand. So I have to like Mm -hmm. read up on these to see like, okay, this makes sense because... Uh, and they also reference uh, movies and whatnot. And um, even though they go over my head, um, I thought I'd want to, I thought we should point out a few of them in case you're a, a Star Wars type of person, or maybe these make sense to you. Um, at least these are some things that I kind of vaguely recognize because they're in some of the like the original trilogy movies. Um, mm-hmm. As you're walking around the queue here, you'll see some of the breathing masks that were from The Empire Strikes Back. You'll see the lamp that Yoda stole from Luke at some point in one of the movies. You'll see a bunch of um, photos of some pilots, some of which you might recognize, that are um, operating some of the ships you see. From the newer movies, you'll see Finn's medical suit from the beginning of the Last Jedi movie. And you'll, as you go throughout, you'll see a bunch of lockers um, uh, that contain some costumes of some other characters that you might recognize. And that's just kind of the overall theme here. Is like there's just a lot to look at. Um, yeah. They do have uh, kind of different rooms as you're walking around this base, which right. I consider a pro um, for me, it's the constant changing scenery and walking into different rooms that I think makes the progress feel noticeable, right? Cause if you're kind of walking in are just walking through switchbacks and that's it, but you're staying in the same room the whole time, yeah. not a fan of that. Um, but when you're actually changing and you get a change of scenery, it feels like you're actually doing maybe a little more than you really are. Um, a bunch of the sections pro here, Uh, A bunch of the sections have seating in the form of these smooth concrete benches along the wall, um, which is really nice. So, yeah, you might sit down for not too long, but at least you can sit down. If you have someone in your family that maybe wants to sit down and then catch up to you when you're about to leave the room, and maybe that's what you want to do. But I will always appreciate some seating options in a queue. Um, I think this is a great queue for people who like to touch things if you're the type of person or there's someone in your family that just likes to touch stuff like that's something that they like to do um they're usually like random buttons and things they don't do anything right you're not actually gonna ruin the ride yeah Um, but along the way there's like little flips and levers and stuff you can play with that light up and stuff um that just make it a little bit fun and there is all the interactivity that happens via the play disney parks app so uh, not something I personally do, but if that's your thing, mm-hmm. whip out that app and uh, play the different things you can do while you're walking around the queue. It applies to all of Galaxy's Edge, but it also works in this queue. So those are some of my pros and some of the things that make this queue enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. Those are my pros.
1: Yeah, I think I I mean, pretty much the same. Like I, I agree with you that the theming as well, I think some of it. If you're not a huge Star Wars fan is over your head. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, it's mostly inside and air conditioned. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I just I guess with this one, maybe because I haven't been in it like that often. But the cons wise, I was like, I feel like what I remember of it was like, it's kind of dark in there, Mm. which makes sense because I guess that's part of the theme But there are some narrow spaces that I feel like I remember there being some more narrow spaces. And I just remember thinking like, if you're claustrophobic, this is probably not going to be your favorite ride queue. Um, So that's just something to think about when you're going through those rooms. And I guess I don't really remember some of the benches because I was like, I feel like there's not a lot of places if you get stuck for you to actually sit down. Maybe it's like those cargo things that were in the middle. But if you're in some of those rooms where they just have like, the cage thing in the middle or um, like the blue like lit up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't like, mean, there's like no- a map. Yeah, like the, the map. Like you might kind of get stuck in some of those rooms and it can feel a little bit claustrophobic. Um, and I just didn't feel like there was too much interactive stuff. But maybe there was just more than I can remember on that one.
0: It's tough because if you've done the attraction mostly as part of the virtual queue, you might not have seen every room um right. or if you've done it as a lightning lane right or if you get their first yeah. thing in the morning sometimes they don't wind the right. queue through the whole thing they do just what would be the lightning lane queue. so you might have yeah, missed the something.
1: last the last time we did it it was just like uh we got it we did it like the first thing that we did when we got into the park now it had already been open for 30 minutes because we didn't do on site mm. but um, so i do remember walking through all the rooms um I don't know. I guess it's like if the line's moving, there's too much to look at and you don't, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm it just sounds like I'm just hard to please here. But I guess I'm just trying to think it's a lot to absorb if if you're breezing by. I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, You mentioned that the part of the attraction is outside and that for sure landed on my con. So on a busy Mm -hmm. day, which is a lot of days, um, and this is a popular attraction, there's a a, a pretty sizable section of the queue that is outside before you go through that trap waterfall and and you're
1: near the waterfall so it's like making the air over there even more moist moist yeah and if it's hot those fans like they turn those fans on and i'm like the fans are just blowing moist air like into (laughs) your face like i get they're trying to help but like when you have those water features yeah and or like you know the wind blows or whatever like it's not great so that's definitely a con
0: um, when it's misbehaving, the attraction can handle somewhere between 1,100 and 1,500 guests per hour, which is a pretty low number. Yeah. Um, it, this this attraction does have a bad rap. Whether it deserves mm-hmm. it or not, maybe is up for debate. As far as how often it breaks down, um, when it's behaving, it's closer to like 1,500, 1,800 an hour. So we're we're better. It's not yeah. near. Nothing is the machine that is Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. That thing is just yeah. cranking people through. That's like 2,400 yeah. or something an hour. So this is like on the medium to lower level of uh, capacity for a guest per hour. So it might feel like the line isn't moving a whole lot. Um, Even when the line is moving, it's a long queue. Think like Flight of Passage. It's just it's a long walkway. Even if the queue is empty, it could be, depending on your pace, between a 5 and a 10 minute walk. Closer to 10 most likely to get through the whole thing. Um I think if you are a casual fan or a less than casual fan, which I think I put myself in that category, I recognize some of the more mainstream things of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um most of the easter eggs just don't mean anything or are unrecognizable or um just not really caring a whole lot about them. So yeah. I appreciate they that they're there for the people then... who like it.
1: Yeah. Just not me. Later. <laughs> so I mean and again the attractions incredible. So Yes. I definitely think that, you know, it's like they had enough going on with the attraction, like, than to focus too much more, I think, on the queue itself. But, um, yeah, when the attraction's working, it's incredible.
0: So, overall, so, um, my overall rating on this queue would be a three.
1: <laughs> okay. I gave it a two and a half. Two and a half. Yeah. I just kind of felt like nothing's nothing super to write home about compared to some of the other ones we've covered all right fair enough so um,
0: when we posted this um, there were a few comments that uh, came in to uh, substantiate or to kind of fill in um, mm. a little bit as to how they voted so there was a couple on the the uh, narrow hallways like you mentioned the claustrophobia yeah totally okay. get that there are some hallways yeah. where if, if a tight enclosed space is maybe not your jam i um, just keep yeah. that in mind while you're like it's um, where, it's cute. just
1: where you like you're almost forced to be single line And so it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of weird because it's very, you know, you're like in there. Mm. Like you feel like you're just in this tunnel and there's like no way out. You're like, where are the exits? (laughs) So I'm glad other people thought that. And it wasn't just me being negative.
0: (laughs) Okay. Let's see what everyone said on our Instagram. Um, All right. 50%, percent five zero of those of you that voted um, gave this a four-star rating.
1: Wow. 50%.
0: Um, The next highest uh, with 31% were three stars, which means okay. 81% of you gave it either a three or a four. So I would say this is a favorable yeah. Um
1: They probably know more about Star Wars than we do, be. I guess, yeah. in a sense. So I bet if I asked Doug, he'd be like, oh, yeah. You know, he probably <laughs> would point out stuff like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> uh,
0: and then from there, 16% were two, uh, and then only 3% okay. were one star. So I would say based on the polls, um, this seems to be a a well liked queue.
1: Okay, well, go check it out.
0: Well, stay in Galaxy's Edge and move over to Smuggler's Run.
1: Yes, I think that this. Um, I think the Smuggler's Run, like the line queue, actually like outdoes the actual attraction itself. Really? Okay. Is that weird? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I just think that well, one. Most of the line is inside like they do. If the line gets long, it can be outside. But I feel like there's plenty of line inside. Mm -hmm. I feel like the theming is incredible. I like that. It's like these bigger open rooms because it's like you're in the hangar, I guess, or whatever. Um, And just all the different details. Again, there's more like movie theming details. There is um, like interactive things. So you can do the Disney Play app. So Mm -hmm. there's more interactive things going on in there. One of the main pros, I think, of this is that there is a single rider line um, for attraction because it's like they don't, you know, they hadn't really done those a lot for newer attractions. So it was nice that they added that in there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that is definitely a pro there. I just remember when it first opened, there's just so much cool stuff. There's cool sounds going on. Like There's just so many different things about this line queue that's like you could spend couple hours i feel like in this line queue Mm. and there's just a lot to look at a lot to maybe not a lot to touch that i remember Mm. um but i think i just like that it's more of like an open air space too and then the views like even though you're kind of moving up and down within the queue like some of the views when you're looking out the windows are cool i mean there's just a lot of really cool stuff in there i think yeah so those are like my, my main pros. What are your main I'm pros? I'm with you. Have um a lot more would details. like to point
0: out that the entire thing is either indoors or covered cuz technically the yeah. first part is not really indoors, you're just kind of covered. Yeah. But, but you are covered. after that it's fully covered and we like we mm-hmm. like that. Fully indoors, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um kind of like you mentioned continuing with the trend of Galaxy's Edge, it's another you feel transported, it's immersive, it's it's somewhere else you feel like you are. There's a lot to look at. Um, You start off on the ground level and get to walk behind the the Millennium Falcon, kind of like looking up to it, which in and of itself is just like cool Mm -hmm. to look at. Um, And it's what's also cool is like that's the ship you're about to board in the attraction, which is kind of cool, right? So it's like bringing it all together, kind of hypes you up. Um, and then after that, you head up the catwalks above the mechanic shop. Mm-hmm. And then, like you mentioned, the whole time you're there, you just hear a bunch of sounds of machines. things are going off. like you can see like different lights and stuff. Like things right. are being worked on. It feels like it yes. could be a real live workshop, feels which like is you're cool
1: in a shop. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and the whole time, while you're listening to all that stuff, things getting repaired and whatnot, you keep going higher and then you get yet another view of the Millennium Falcon, but this time you're up above it, so you're looking down mm-hmm. on it. And depending on time of day, I've been up there where the sun is setting behind it which is really cool so you get to look out yeah. and there's like this nice sunset in the background
1: um, or even the lights looks... on it at night like just how cool yeah. it looks lit up at night the other part too i will say about the outside part is like there's good people watching if you're outside oh, they're yeah. like at least you can just people watch while you're out there <laughs> because there's like all these photo ops going on there's characters walking around they walk around the line sometimes i just think they're the it's just a better like line cue than say rise of the resistance yeah, where you're more I get you. you know Um,
0: throughout the queue, you are able to scan the crates that are there. So a little bit of the backstory is that you're on an attraction involving Honda Wanaka and his life as someone who, let's say, helps move products around the galaxy to to summarize maybe his activity. So you get to use the the Play Disney Parks app and scan the stuff and see what's really going on there. So that interactivity you mentioned. The Hondo Anaka audio animatronic is mm-hmm. legit, if you ask me. Yeah. I think it looks so good. When you're in that first like pre-show kind of room, yeah. um, it's voiced by Jim Cummings, who you might know as Winnie the Pooh or Tigger or mm-hmm. Ray from Princess Duh. and the Frog or a million other voices that he's yeah. done for Disney. So we get to see him or hear him for one more character. Um, after that pre-show with Hondo Anaka am I saying that? Someone's going to correct me. I'm pretty sure it's Onaka. Hondo Onaka. Um, you're straight up in the movie you walk mm-hmm. into the millennium falcon like it looks yeah. just yeah. like it does in the movie they nailed what it looks yeah. like they did uh, before you actually bore the true attraction um, the hallways the rooms that iconic chess table scene thing yep. with the holographic chess pieces like yep. i think it's so cool and i can't remember if i mentioned it here or one of our bonus episodes probably a year or so um, ago now, but there are hidden porgs throughout the queue. Mm-hmm. There are a total yeah. of nine in the whole attraction. So mm-hmm. make sure you're looking out for, sometimes they're hanging out in little nests or they're just like mm-hmm. tucked away somewhere. So look out for the hidden yeah. porgs while you're walking around the queue of Well, and there's a, Run.
1: There's a lot more, like there's interactive things once you get into the Falcon, like mm-hmm. when you're waiting for your actual attraction. Maybe you were going to say this too, but um, you know, there'll be a time where it's like, hit the button and they like, basically they're just waiting for someone to walk over and hit the certain button. Cause there's <laughs> stuff going on. And um, I like that you can kind of walk around in that space. You're not like stuck in a line anymore. And it's same when you um, go into the animatronic room, like before it's like, it's always nice when they kind of cut the um, like cut the attraction up. I guess that was something else that I was going to say about rise was like, you know, like I guess in the middle of the attraction, you kind of go to another line queue. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice when they cut it up, but I like when they do pre-shows and stuff like that because it's just always really nice when you've been waiting in a line for a long time and then it's like, okay, now like the show has started. Yep. Even though you're technically still in a line, you're not really in a line. So.
0: Would you like to hear my cons?
1: Yeah, let's hear them. There's not a lot.
0: I thought I said maybe it can move a little faster. Um, It gets a, a score of a medium, if you ask me, on capacity. It's about 1,800 guests per hour, mm-hmm. so that's more consistent. I know that's the number I mentioned during Rise, but... Millennium yeah. Falcon or Smuggler's Run is more consistently hitting that number as opposed to Rise, which maybe uh is lower as the ride is misbehaving. So it's yeah. like it's a not bad it's a not bad number of guests. Could be better. Um that was really the only con I could think of. I think I think yeah. it's a, a, a good cue.
1: Yeah. I um I just said that the ride is meh. Like we just don't like mm. the ride. I just think it's overrated. Um for what it is, but yeah, that's, I mean, we're not really a lot of cons. I mean, the single rider line doesn't really have much as far as theming. Like, you're basically just walking through, like, kind of plain walls or yep. Some like, till you get up to the um the front there. But usually the single rider line is not that long. So, I mean, again, it's kind of like another pro. All right, uh, let's go to the polls. Well,
0: what, what was your overall rating?
1: Oh, my overall rating? I originally said three and a half, but I'm actually going to give it a four. Like, I think it's a great ride queue. So, even though I'm not a fan of the... Like ride the itself actual, the queue yeah like is i tell you. people i'm like the queue is really good the ride's kind of rare, but you still need to go through and see the queue yeah. so i'm gonna go ahead and give it a four well guess not what many.
0: i also gave it a four
1: Yay! a double four i think, I wonder I think if this is the first one we both gave it a four i think there
0: was one other one i feel um, like there was
1: one but what was
0: it i think i think this is a yeah. great one definitely give it a four and we're not alone 61 percent of those of you that voted gave it a, a score of four stars Good stuff. Um next highest was thirty one percent at three stars. So mm. that's ninety two percent gave um this attraction 92%? a three or a four. So this is a this hope. is a good cue. I
1: hope somebody knows what that's from.
0: No, what's that from?
1: <laughs> it's from a movie. <laughs> um I'm gonna wait a second so that the person can think about it and be like, What is that from? It's Seth Green. Oh no. It's from the nineties. Well, I guess early two thousands. Do you know i do you I know, don't what know it might be? It's it's from Can't Hardly Wait.
0: Oh, I haven't seen it. Um, And by the way, zero people voted for a one star. So this is a a well favored queue, I would say. More than rise in our our findings here and our very scientific evidence, everybody. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Okay, let's move over to Star Tours, an attraction that also exists in other parks. Um, Mm -hmm. But here's a little bit of what Star Tours might sound like in the queue um well, i actually have two pieces have sound, of sound did we have a sound clip i didn't have a noise? sound i wasn't going to draw attention to it thanks beth sorry i just didn't <laughs> just i didn't get sure a didn't. sound for it because what uh it? i just it's didn't fine. okay i didn't get We're that just in the airport it up for
1: your imagination because we don't want to ruin anything yeah okay. you know it's star so tours has been around forever though it's so, so
0: perfect that we don't want to do it any any uh <laughs> dis just justice we, yeah. we didn't want to do a disservice to the attraction okay um no spoilers no spoilers actually i'm going to hold on the sound for a second um no and first, jump into some prose, if I may, because okay. this, Do this it. attraction, this is the Star Wars that I know. At least yes. the queue is, right? This is the the original trilogy's kind of style. I know that the actual attraction itself has been updated, but the queue has kind of remained preserved a little bit. I mean, right my, away, you walk underneath the Star Tour is- sign nostalgic yeah that's That's a that's a great way to put it i'm glad you said Um, that right when you enter the area like you are right when you enter the uh, um the queue the outdoor part of it you're under a giant atat or Mm at or however you want to pronounce it Mm -hmm. it's like straight up right out of the movie i would recognize that instantly great Mm -hmm. um the inside is meant to be a spaceport terminal Which is why you see the big screens with the flight statuses that's like the storyline of the building that you're walking in it also shows forecasts and advertisements on booking flights with star tours Mm -hmm. and they have a few announcements that play throughout the queue and i wanted to share um, one or two of them because they are obviously well themed here's one of the two things you might hear within star tours local service to endor will now depart through gate number four Flight 1082, the Endor Express, will now depart through gate number one. These are gate changes only. Thank you.
1: Star Tours announces another of our exciting action-adventure tours. Join us on the trek to Tatooine. Start your visit with a trip to the Galactic Zoo, then race over to the Moss Eisley Cantina for cocktails with the galaxy's most outrageous characters. If adventure is your middle name, this is the tour for you the trek to Tatooine. star meter service begins soon reservations are limited so call your travel agent or star tours today
0: is adventure your middle name beth
1: seriously i was trying to see what the 10 i feel like the 1082 has um, oh i can tell you like,
0: what 1082 is
1: was it like october of 1982 is that when the movie came out or something
0: something else happened in October of nineteen eighty two that happens to be when Epcot opened. I don't know if that's why they chose that number oh
1: okay okay that too. this is like, in if...
0: uh, this is not an not an Epcot um right one more piece of but sound okay um this is another ad you might hear when you're in the queue of star tours.
1: Star Tours introduces the perfect getaway vacation with exclusive tour packages to Hoth. Now you can ski the most incredible slopes in the galaxy, or if you prefer, explore beautiful and mysterious ice caverns and the famed echo base of the rebellion forces. And while you're there, be sure to enjoy an exhilarating ride on a ta-ta. It's all on Hoth, and it all begins soon. Only from Star Tours. Watch for details.
0: It's that chime that gets me every time
1: yeah. on a Tauntaun. <laughs> so good.
0: Um, there's another announcement that happened. So as you're listening, you'll hear like, obviously, this is another location where you're going to hear a bunch of sound effects. Like it's an active scene, right? The characters are interacting with each other more on that in a minute. Um, in addition to those um, adver- advertisements, you might hear. Um, you also may hear an announcement that references the license plate THX 1138 Fun fact, that is the title of George Lucas's first film that he directed. So it was called THX 1138. Um, So it's meant to be a little nod to Mr. Lucas's original film. Um, I mentioned that there are characters interacting and they're the characters that I know. I recognize C-3PO. Don't need an introduction. I know what R2-D2 looks like and sounds like. And they interact with each other. These are animatronics. These are not real moving characters walking around. But um, you get to hear them interact, which is like just like you would probably hear in a movie. You also get to walk by a Star Cruiser ship. So part of the queue, you actually walk by the ship you're about to be boarding on, mm-hmm. uh, using, you know flying on, which is nice. You also might spot an old character from a previous version of this attraction. Obviously, the ride has under, undergone a little bit of refurb. Over the year, um, but now, he's boxed up in a crate labeled Defective, and his name is Rex. That, of course, was the original pilot of the Star Cruiser up until 2010, um, voiced by none other than Pee Wee Herman himself, Paul Rubens. Yeah. Um, now, Rex, of course, is found officially as the DJ in Ogus Cantina, yeah. but you also see him in a little Defective box. That um stands. I have found, at least in my experience, that the wait isn't typically pretty long on this attraction. I mean, don't get me wrong. When it's yeah. busy, every ride queue is is jammed up, right? Well, what's but, the
1: capacity? Uh, I feel like the capacity is pretty high. Well,
0: so glad you asked. It's it's that medium number of about 1,800 uh, okay. per hour, but um, sometimes a little higher. So it doesn't really break down like uh, nearly as much, right? So it's a yeah. consistent 1,800. So it's like kind of a pro, kind of a con. It's not bad. It's not great. Um, and although the ride queue isn't normally full run, it's not normally busy, I usually have found that there is not much of a line first thing in the morning or toward the end of the night. Like, if you ever yeah. looked up statistics of when the wait times were for attractions, this mm-hmm. usually has the shortest line at the beginning and the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, I pretty much have the same things that you have for Star Tours. Very nostalgic. It's like my first, you know, the first thing you think about when you think of, like, the Star Wars stuff at Disney. Mm-hmm. So. For me i do like seeing some of the um older characters that i know you know well and all that stuff um cons wise i just i mean not that it's like old and outdated but it's like it is older and outdated the, yeah yeah i mean the ride queue is older and outdated but it's like but that's also a pro for us so it's hard yeah. to be like well it's a con i mean i guess if you are a child now and you don't really like know a lot about star wars you're like this stuff is just old like mm. what's the deal so i think that can be a con while the attraction itself they keep updating with newer scenes and stuff like that um yeah i mean the queue hasn't really changed like they haven't really done much to it so um i feel like there's still isn't there still carpet in there like it's still a they it needs it needs a little TLC. it's this
0: all i picture when i think of the flooring of that attraction i just see like a like like a laminate that's almost rubbery that has the circles in it i don't know if you all know what i'm talking about like that's what i picture whenever i think this attraction that
1: too I feel like there's that, and then there's like carpet somewhere. But maybe I'm just thinking that, like, maybe there's not. I don't or know. At least I feel like there was at one point. There there's was carpet. but anyway, yeah. Um, and some of the stuff is like it's very 80s because, you know, it's like you walk by something and you can see yourself like in a camera or something. But it's like you can barely see your. It's just like the graphics are terrible. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, to me, it's just more nostalgic. So. Do you have any other cons?
0: No, um, that was really it. Just that it really isn't interactive, right? like yeah, There's just not, not a, lot not of a whole lot going on um, in terms yeah. of interactivity, but there was a little bit to look at. So yeah. um, my overall rating is a 3. A
1: 3. Me too. Uh, overall rating
0: is a 3. A C3 PO.
1: PO. Um, Nostalgia wins all the time.
0: 43% um, of our voters also gave it a 3-star review. And um, the next two were even. So either the others gave it uh, either a four or a two. So we're kind of all over the place here. Yeah. Um, So this seems to be like a more middle of the road uh, kind of a cue. Not nearly as high scoring as the Smuggler's Run and even less than Rise. But um, overall, it seems like our average was about a three star for this. So
1: pretty good. We did good. All right. Let's head over to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Nothing can stop us now. (laughs) <laughs>
0: here are my pros um it's partially inside there are hidden yeah. mickeys yeah There's music and that's it yeah that's about yeah. it
1: i felt bad i was like i know greg really loves this attraction <laughs> um let me give you my uh, my pros how about okay. my pros um the wait time is never what is listed okay which is a pro i feel like it's always quicker um that's what i've always noticed when we do this I feel like the theming is great once you're inside, like, you know, they have some movie posters, stuff like that. Um, But I think the pre-show is what saves this Mm. because you go through the pre-show and then you go into the next line, which is greatly themed as well. Um, I think that's kind of what saves it. But otherwise, yeah, let's talk about cons.
0: Uh, Before we get to guns, at least let me play the music, right? So if you're wondering, like, what's it like? What's the vibe inside Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway? This is a little bit of what that sounds like. It's fun, it's like ceremonious, it sounds like a little old Hollywood at the beginning. That's what I'm saying.
1: I was like, it still has like a very Hollywood movie vibe to it. Yeah. Even though that's like not really the theme of it at all.
0: All right. So uh Macans, you say? Um, this is the bare minimum decor for for a cute. These people should be embarrassed about this. (laughs) I'm not one that normally gets negative about stuff. They're like,
1: but "But we put a Mickey head in the light fixture. I don't (laughs) understand. If you've
0: never been here before, like if you didn't come to this attraction when it was the great movie ride, I can't imagine what you're thinking when you're walking into this, the Mm. setting for this attraction because it's so weird that it's an old theater. I get that you're walking into a cartoon, but I don't need to be in a theater to walk into a cartoon. I totally understand the pre-show. I get it. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's just so bizarre. I just don't get why it wasn't changed. And have you, and I haven't been on it yet, but have you seen the queue at Disneyland for this attraction? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's legit. I can't wait to go. I didn't go when Mm -mm. I was there for run Disney. I was waiting to be there with Nicole. Um, so we're going to go in about a week and a half. And uh, it blows our queue out of the water. It's yeah. an it's an embarrassment compared to what they have over there. That's what the queue should be. It's still a theater, but it looks more like a right. traditional movie theater, not a really old timey, barely fits in yeah. what used to be called the Chinese theater. Right. Um, that's really what it should be. It should, in my opinion, I don't think they should have opened the attraction with a queue that was like this. This this makes yeah. me feel like this was not done and it just opened up
1: well it's interesting because the lines were so long the beginning right and everyone's like oh like the the lines are just long because it's new and then once you kind of get in the line and go through it you're like oh that's kind of the line yeah there isn't much to it there's really not much once you get inside um but that is that is one of the major cons is like most of the line is outside if it's raining or if it's like the dead heat of the summer Mm. you don't want to be in that line no if it's more than like 10 minutes Um, I would have been
0: happier if they took the time and redid the queue and I think like actually I would be happy if they closed this attraction for like six months and just redid the queue I will gladly wait for a better queue for this attraction and I love this this is probably like the attraction itself is like top three for me yeah I'm not talking about overall like quality I think Rise of the Resistance is the best attraction Mm -hmm. that Disney World has but in terms of stuff that like we love like we love this attraction we just have an emotional attachment to it love the attraction itself yeah i obviously do not love do not love the queue and i know that there are posters around the like on the walls that are animated they move they come alive a little bit but the technology is there to do so much more with that right i should be in those they
1: put all the technology into the actual attraction (laughs) Uh,
0: so it just it really bums me out so those are my pro those are my cons
1: yeah i mean I, I mean, I kind of said the same thing. Like, I think the best thing about the line queue is the pre-show. Mm. um And then once you get into the line after that, it's like, yeah, like, the you know, you can understand the theming. The theming is good. It's there with, like, kind of the old, like, paint stuff. But it really is just another, like, uh switchback mm-hmm. until you actually get on it um, on the actual attraction. So nothing crazy here. What did you give this for an overall rating?
0: I'm going to add one more thing. It's okay. ugly if more than anything else. <laughs> I think it's an ugly queue.
1: Um, yeah.
0: I gave this a we get one. Get it, Greg.
1: You hate it. <laughs> I gave it a one. I gave it a two and a half because I think I just like the pre-show. I, just I do appreciate little, the pre-show. I think it's cool. I think the technology of what they do there is really cool. But yeah. They could oh. hand
0: out $20 bills for the pre-show. And I'm like, this is still a one, everyone. this It <laughs> sucks.
1: You'd be like, you owe me this.
0: Um, I shouldn't say it sucks. I don't want to yuck your yum. If you love it, good for you. Um, yeah. I just don't like it. I really, yeah. like. I, considering it's the first attraction featuring Mickey and Minnie, you know, maybe the most iconic characters in the world, there should be mm-hmm. a better queue. Like it has in yeah. Disneyland. Um, let's go to the polls. Let's uh, go to the polls. This is interesting. So, thirty nine percent gave it a three star. Next mm. highest with thirty percent were two stars. So sixty nine percent were either two or three stars. So the majority here are in the in the middle of the road category. Yeah. um I'm kind of alone in my one star only six mm-hmm. percent not i'm not totally alone but there were not a lot of us that yeah. voted for six and the rest were four stars so we're sitting between a two and a three star was the overall rating for this so about two They're and a half which i think is what your score as was you are <laughs> i guess i uh i guess i don't like it
1: listen up disney because we know you are <laughs> greg's greg gives it a, win, uh, a whopping one i
0: don't like it and i love the attraction i just don't i, know you I do. just think it's such a weird so queue. many
1: details all right
0: Our last one is Muppet Vision 3D. 3D.
1: This is a little
0: bit of a Muppet vibe for you. You might hear in the very beginning of the cue, perhaps even as you enter the courtyard. Even just the music, man, just takes you right there
1: pros i like that this is inside pretty much all inside i don't think i've ever seen this line go outside um and there's reasons for that it is a big open room it's big open space you can move around you can sit down if you want to um you don't really have to you know it's just you're in there it's air conditioning air conditioned um there's a fun little pre-show show that plays that's fun and entertaining the music is great, the sounds are great. There's lots of details inside to look at while you're waiting to walk around. Greg probably has more details on that. Um, but overall like I think this is a great cue, And I love I love the show. So, it's Muppets Muppets 3D.
0: Yeah. Um, I, this, you know, could be just a waiting area for a 3D short film to start, like Philhar Magic is in Magic Kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're just you're just standing around waiting. Yeah. Or even tough to be a bug. Um, You're just waiting to go into the theater, but no, nay, nay. There are two things going on here that I enjoy separately. One, Mm -hmm. there are plenty, and I do mean plenty of gags around the queue, starting right as you walk in. If you're unfamiliar, allow me to explain some of these, or at least point them out so maybe you can see them the next time you're there. Right as you walk in, the security office on the right has a sign up that says back in five minutes, key is under the mat. Obviously, yes, if you look under the mat, the key is there. That's a nice little touch. Um, also, look around in the office itself. There are a few things to catch. Um, I don't want to spoil them, but just look around and see what you mm-hmm. see in that office. Along the hallway, so as you pass that little office and you're approaching where the pre-show is, there's a hallway with a series of doors that all lead to different areas of Muppet Labs. They're not real doors, okay? They're just facades. But they have stuff on them. And same kind of thing here. I don't want to give away all the gags on the doors, but just read them because there's some jokes on there. Yes. Um, but here's one. Of my favorites and one that lets you know what you're in for there is a door that is labeled stress testing department with a caption that says caution contents under extreme pressure come on everybody doesn't get better than that um (laughs) further down the hallway as you're led into the pre-show area above the like the entrance archway for it, like the stone archway there are signs that are posted that read keep out and really top secret or really, really tippy top secret and keep out. this means you with an mm-hmm. exclamation point. And obviously you walk in, you get your 3D glasses, and you walk around. and there are a ton of sight gags in here. They're just mm-hmm. it's all over. So as you walk in, the left side and the front is where all the props and stuff are. And then over to the right is where the doors are to the theater, and there's really nothing on the walls behind you for the most part. So please take a moment, especially if you get there right at the pre-show starting, you got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Walk around, see some things. There are a ton of the shipping crates and boxes that have a bunch of running jokes on them. Many yeah. labeled Miss Piggy's satin evening gowns. Then you'll see one that says more satin evening gowns. And then another box right next to it that says the rest of the satin evening gowns. <laughs> so small things like that, right? It's just you got to you got to take a look around. There's a crate that says attention props department, division of art masterpieces contents gonzo descending a staircase <laughs> production stair trek like these are this is what's happening yeah, here it's yeah. pun city it's good stuff. on these crates yeah Muppets i could go on and on uh, but just take a look around um these are the things your kids probably won't care about right so maybe yeah. on something that might entertain them which is the two Uh, The second thing that's going on here is the pre-show that that you mentioned and that I've been talking about referring to. Um, Even if you don't want to walk around and look around, there's something that's going on on the TV screens above you. Mm -hmm. The the movie that they're showing, the pre-show, is not essential to the actual uh, Muppet Vision 3D show you're about to see. But it just brings you into the universe a little bit. There's a bunch of bits with all kinds of Muppet characters. There are a ton of dad jokes in here. There's corny one-liners. It's everything you love. Um, there's songs that I still hear in my head to this day. There's some cross-dressing, technically. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's full. It's, it is a full jam-packed Dare you say show. drag? Yeah. Say some drag. <laughs> a little bit of drag going on. Um, other cons, uh, sorry, other pros is that it's 1,700 guests per hour. And I'm putting this in the pros because for shows, that's not bad. It's different yeah. when you're talking about attractions that have like ride vehicles, right? Um, if you're wondering, the 1700 per hour is more than PhilharMagic. Magic. So I think that's, if you feel like that's pretty efficient, this is more yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, and it's all indoors, just like you mentioned. So mm-hmm. um, there is a queue outside. I don't know if you've ever, I also have not waited outside, but there Never is technically outside. a queue out there. Yeah. But I, if there is a queue and it's being used, I'm not going in. It's, then I, I'm probably going to yeah. go home. That's I mean, when it's, you're it's a like,
1: mm, not going to wait for that. Yeah. No, thank you. Because um, there's a lot of space on the inside. So. That was probably, I mean, I wonder like when that's ever really been used. Cause I feel like it only gets really, really busy. Um, well, high times, but if it's really hot outside or if it's raining, it's like yeah. you just go to Muppet 3D Vision. Like, I think you're, you're,
0: you probably, and I'm not normally either, are not there when it's like yeah. the busy, high busy, times. like the Christmas week. That's probably when the queue is maybe spring yeah. break week, but like you don't yeah. want to be there. When it's that busy, that does not sound enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I um, I do not have a lot of cons here. I mean, I pretty much just have like, it is a little outdated. I think there's like some things that they could update in the pre-show um, character wise. Like, I just think there's some other fun stuff that they could do with Muppets. Um, But I love what they already have there. So it's kind of like not really a con. It's just another one of those like um, Star Tours kinds of things where it's like it's been there for a long time. And maybe mm. they could update a few things, a few gags um maybe do another like a uh, recording different recording that goes like before you go into the show but that's really all i have for cons what do you have any cons
0: no notes no Perfection. notes greg Good gives stuff. it a four my overall Me rating too. is a four
1: i give it a four bur, 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 bur. yes it can
0: stay as is for a as long one. as it dang likes yeah
1: um i mean i'm like do yourself a favor and just show your kids like one muppet yeah. movie or show like before you come and they they'll get it you they'll know what figure I mean? it out yeah, Muppets are so great. They need to do more Muppet movies. Like, even mm. if they're spoofs. Someone's like, uh, what was it someone posted there? Like, enough with the stupid, like, live action stuff. Like, we need more Muppet remakes. Yeah, like the movies. the Muppet
0: Haunted Mansion, A+. Yes. So good.
1: Like, let's do more and make them longer. Yes, agree. Um, They would be hilarious, and pe- everyone would love them. Because I would love
0: a Muppet Jungle Cruise, everybody. That's what I yes. would like. Yes.
1: I mean, really, any of them, any... Disney movie that they've done, if they did a Muppet remake. <laughs> I like I'd be I, mean, I love it. I would love it. So. Good stuff. All All uh, right, well, let's go to the
0: polls. Uh, go to the polls. We wrap it up here. Yeah. Uh 38% gave it a 3 star. The next highest was 29% at 4 stars. So Okay. What is that? Not 50 a lot of four 60 stars. 67% gave it either a 3 or a 4. So this is a pretty good cue. Yeah. Um the other big chunk was a 2 star. Not many gave it a 1. So um, not I think our winner for the day was uh, Smuggler's Run, the Millennium yeah. Falcon attraction. Yeah. Uh, but this is pretty good. I think I think for a uh, a show as like a theater show, this is a pretty good cue. And yeah. it seems like most of you agreed um, with either a three or a four star.
1: And if you didn't agree, you're wrong. But it's fine. You're okay.
0: wrong. Well, you know, like what you like. <laughs> That's true. We actually Guys, got some nugs.
1: we've got news nugs today. Do you want to, like, go back and forth? Sure. Okay. I'm going to throw my first one out there, and then you can do yours. Uh, the first one I have is there's a little Country Bear Jamboree update. So not oh. really much, but um, they have, like, said to prepare for the show, they're actually closing Grizzly Hall temporarily beginning January 27th, and they said it will be uh, reopening later this summer. Yeah. So we don't really know what that means. When they just say later this summer, that means that's what they're hoping for, and... Could be August. Who knows? knows. Um, But January 27th, which is like this week, um, is going to be it for a little while while they do some updates there.
0: I'll take us to a resort. Uh, Disney has announced the first loop of the new cabins at Fort Wilderness Resort are projected to open July 1st. Um, They were very particular in their wording of this. So here I am repeating it. It is projected to open. They're planning on it opening on July 1st, mm-hmm. which is wild to me because that's I I think that's their busiest week of the year, maybe outside the week of Christmas, because Fourth of July is a very why. popular time. Because they know they're going to have to be, be there. Yeah. Up, so, Ooh, um, the other loops with the current cabins will also be available during this time. So I, I'm I'm here to point out that if you do have a reservation for a cabin for the month of July, um, I. I would guess that you're probably not going to get a new cabin. I would assume that the new cabins are going to go to the Disney Vacation Club members who are using their Disney Vacation Club points that they purchased for Fort Wilderness with the new cabins. Just a guess. I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen. This is an educated guess. If you're a Disney Vacation Club member and you're looking to grow your membership, you can add on points at Fort starting February 1st. Or if you're looking to become a DVC member with Fort as your home resort, you can do that starting on the 27th of February. That's very typical. It usually it's available for members first to add on to their membership or for new members later on. Um, an additional news nugget for this particular thing about the pet policy. Mm. Uh, I don't remember if we've mentioned this before, so I'll say it here. Um, members using points for their reservation will be charged $30 per night. Mm. All other guests, in other words, those of us who would be paying cash and not using your membership, would be getting the normal $50 pet fee per night so oh, just like it is wow. at riverside okay. art of animation and how it is now at fort the yacht club is the other one but they do 75 um it's 50 but if you're using your points to stay it's 30 dollars per night and it is always uh, up to two dogs for that oh, reservation
1: okay don't bring in any of your weird animals <laughs> <laughs> all right uh the other last news nug that i have is that there is a new private star wars photo shoot that's coming to Walt disney world so, um, these are going to be new photo sessions by Disney PhotoPass Pass Services. Um, they're private ones that you can do, and they're like called what does it say? They're called Capture Your Moment. Oh, yes. And this is uh, 20 minute photo sessions to document visitors' adventures in Batu. So, during these sessions, these image specialists, AKA photographers, equipped with enhanced holo scanning droids, um, it's Disney says on their website, we'll travel with you around Batu processing scans in front of the millennium Falcon or a first order shuttle at the market black Spire outpost among these beautiful landscapes of lush forests and majestic mountains. Um, so this is just like a new service that they're going to be offering with all these other photo ops. Each capture your moment photo session is $99 and conclude, include up to eight guests hmm. photos. Um, just so you know, photos are not like printed photos are not included with the price of the session. However, with the photo pass you you know will be able to get those photos like for memory maker or memory maker one day mm. and it says as well as qualifying annual pass holders with a disney photo pass download benefit so you can d- basically you can just download all the photos uh, but you don't get anything printed, so gotcha, capture gotcha. your moment. And it says the photo sessions are starting on January twenty fourth, but you could begin booking them on the seventeenth. Gotcha. So if that's something that you want to do, if you guys are big Star Wars fans, check it out. Check they have a out. bunch of different other things you can do too, but that's just the new one coming to capture your moment. Oh, gotta
0: capture that moment. And these are great. Moment. Like,
1: um, I've seen some travel planners that have done some of these, like where they where they will get like multiple families together that they've mm. done travel for. Um, and like book them together because oh, cool. if you can do up to eight guests it's like well if you have two families that are like you know parties of four then you can go and kind of have those done and then you get those pictures so oh interesting yeah could be worth it all
0: right our last news wait do you have one more news nugget or was that's that it that's all i had last news nugget uh is about epcot the flower and garden festival aka Flogar. anyone calling it that i'm gonna make Flo-gar. that happen Flo-gar. Uh, this year, we have some new topiaries. So the festival will be running February 28th through May 27th, like we've talked about. But the new topiaries this year uh, will include Groot. Groot will be near the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction and World Discovery. You'll be able to see characters from the film Wish, including Asha, Asha, Asha Valentino, sure. and the Wishing Star that's at the front of the park. And uh, near the Mexico Pavilion, you'll be able to see Miguel and Dante Amiga. in topiary form. Of course, yes. they're from Coco. Yeah. From Coco.
1: And I think um, someone commented that the festival is shorter this year. Like they've yeah, shortened it a little bit.
0: It's normally So in the last couple of years, it's gone through usually like right up to 4th of July. So they've yeah. cut out June and um, in the beginning of July. Wonder if something else might be going on instead. I wonder if they're anticipating... Opening um, m- more parts of Epcot uh, oh. after that to um, drive yeah. some traffic that way. That's yeah. Just a guess. I don't know anything, but I'm just guessing.
1: Yeah. We shall see. Stay tuned.
0: All right. As always, we're going to go back in time with some Disney history. As always, <laughs> brought to you in partnership with the Mouselits. Hopefully you caught uh, some of their trip while they were here. Yeah. They did a lot of fun stuff. You can follow them on Instagram, TikTok, all that. They have lots uh, going on. They've the got a
1: big year ahead of them. So yeah, big stay year. tuned, everyone, and buckle up.
0: Buckle up.
1: The mouses have lots going on. So, I'll
0: take us to the year 2002. It was this year, it was this week, that year, that the Orlando Sentinel reported that Disney World plans to demolish about one-fourth of its troubled Disney Institute and build, in its place, new timeshare units. And Mm -hmm. maybe you remember from our Resort Rundown episode, one of our Resort Rundown episodes, which resort that became. I'll tell you, it was Disney's Saratoga Springs Resort and Spa.
1: Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Now, go back and listen to that episode. Um, all right, I'm taking us back to 1990, and this actually was last week. And I really wanted to share this because I didn't really, I guess, like know that this was a thing. Um, and I get all of these. I'm just going to go ahead and shout out to it's like this day in DisneyHistory.com. So Epcot's Person of the Century attraction was launched at Communicore West guests could cast their vote for the person of the century from a list of 89 nominees held at various kiosks equipped with touchscreens the poll asked guests to vote based on who they felt was the most influential person of the 20th century nominees included famous names as thomas edison um, gorbachev lucille ball winston churchill and marie curie guests could also write in votes as well um, if they didn't agree with any of the 89 choices so then four months later Disney announced that the following nominees were in the leads. The Beatles, Winston Churchill, Walt Disney, of course, Mm -hmm. Thomas Edison, Albert Einstein, Henry Ford, Mikhail Gorbachev. Isn't it Mikhail Gorbachev? Yeah, that's right. John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King Jr. and Franklin D. Roosevelt. Hmm. Voting for the person of the century. So this was like some notes that I found. Voting for the person of the century was supposed to run until January 1st, 2000. At that time, CEO Michael Eisner would announce the winner on television. Unfortunately, after a little more than a year, the voting machines were removed and the person of the century voting disappeared. Oh! The, the popular belief on why this happened centered on Epcot cast members stuffing the ballots with fellow employees' names. Oh, gosh. Disney execs learned that by removing the phony write-ins, all legitimate votes would be wiped out too. So by March of 1991, the person of the century idea was totally abandoned. And it says, who is Epcot's persons of the century? We may never know. <laughs> I don't remember this at all. Like, do you remember this? I do not I mean, remember I mean, I guess that. we would have been like, children we would have been like kids babies basically little babes um if you remember this let us know because i was like person of the century okay very interesting Hmm. so good stuff
0: all right i've got a quote to wrap us up as usual but before then if you like what you heard today please feel free to like subscribe head over to itunes and leave us a review over there unless you think we're quote very dirty and disgusting then maybe (laughs) keep it to yourself or tell me what you're listening to that's very dirty and disgusting because <laughs> I don't think it's this. Um, you can follow us on Instagram. Our show account is at thatparklifepodcast. We do have personal accounts. Um, I am at the Disney Greg.
1: I'm at the real Beth McDonald.
0: You can also find Beth on her other Instagram account Ooh. called Simplistic Thrills. There's always some good stuff over there and a link to some fun merchandise that is both Disney and not Disney inspired. And I have another side project going on that is also a podcast where we do not talk about Disney. I am probably ashamed, I should be ashamed of the episode that's coming out this week. But alas, I am not. Listen. But you can find that at the Quick Escape Pod. What was that?
1: It said the laughs are endless, so don't feel bad.
0: Well, um, that's the name of the episode is Stories I Shouldn't Be Telling. So that's, that's all Great. I'll say there. I can't wait. Oh boy. I will think, <laughs> I'll give you this joke ahead of time. You may feel a little flushed. After hearing it. Um, If you want to submit a request for an episode or do lots of other things, even search our uh, past episodes, maybe a certain keyword you want to catch up on, you can go to our website, thatparklifepodcast.com and accomplish those things over there.
1: Yes. If you're staying at a resort on Disney property and you Mm. want to know more about it, go to our website, type in that resort name and go listen to that episode we did deep dives on.
0: Yeah. Because we have now officially all Disney owned and operated resorts. Yeah for a resort rundown um, if you'd like more of us if this hour isn't enough for you we do offer bonus episodes and a bunch of other additional content including possibly getting on a chat with us and doing some live trip planning that's all available through patreon so patreon.com slash that um, and in addition to all that also add free versions of this very episode that you're listening to right now We have our Amazon shopping list as well. You'll see a link in the description of this episode. If you're wondering what we bring to the parks or even what I use when I'm running, um, you're able to use your normal everyday Amazon account. We do get a little something for sharing the links, but it is your normal Amazon account there. Okay, I've got a quote. I figure since we were covering so much from Galaxy's Edge that I would do a little Star Wars for you. Ah, And this is from one of the newer movies, The Rise of Skywalker. And Princess Leia had a great quote from this. And I think it's a great one. I know we're still kind of early-ish in the year. So I think it's a great one to think about as you're moving forward in your 2024. And that is, quote, never be afraid of who you are. All right, everyone.
1: Inspirational.
0: We'll see y'all next week.
1: We'll be here. See you guys next week. Thanks for hanging. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. I wish we had a droid saying bye, you know? We need that. <laughs>